Hello, this is the Potters Podcast, and welcome. We've got a packed show today because that much has happened this week. It's been a busy one, hasn't it? It's been a very busy one, so people better basically knuckle in. Sit down. <laughs> Sit down, get a brew. If you're in work, don't get a brew till break time, obviously. But here we've got a lot to discuss. Bristol City. Yeah. Danny Bat. Brentford. Danny Bat. Davis. Quite a few things we've got to sort out, especially we need to slag somebody else off, so he'll yeah. score next week. Five subs. Five subs, yeah, we'll discuss that. Leeds, <laughs> Leeds, well that's what I was going to go into first. The mighty, dirty Leeds, spying, have got themselves promoted to the Premier League, champions. 14 years. A long time. Yeah, it is. But they're a big club, aren't they, Leeds? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. And uh, Mark Viduka said he'd come back play for them. Wow, well, does he fit? He's got to be 60, sure. <laughs> he <and Hartbacken. laughs> He's only just recently retired, he could still do a job. Yeah, so we'll go straight into Bristol City, just a quick one to go through that. Good game, really. Impressed again, yeah, Adam, Adam Davies and your best mate, Danny Bat. Chipped yeah. his second in two games. Terrible, yes. He's terrible. terrible. Get him gone. Get him, get him gone. gone at the end of the no, season. I've got to make it convincing so he scores again. Yeah, to be honest, um, I was bad for ripping into Danny Bat, but his performances over the last three games have been re- really 10 out of 10, he's pretty listening. much. He's, been, he's obviously been listening, he's obviously been saying I'm not that bad. <laughs> I'm going to go up top, I am, man, if you're in. <laughs> right, so we'll do a quick run through, um, as usual, uh, player ratings. Yeah. In goal for me, nine, Adam Davis. Yeah, nine for me. He's... he's uh... He's holding on to that shirt. He I, I he, think that's his now, yeah, to be honest. Is, yeah. I think it's his now, unless we bring another goalkeeper. It talks of, of course, David Marshall <coughs> um, from Wigan. But from the form Wigan, <coughs> I don't know if they're going to go down or what. I don't, I, I don't no. really know. So we're moving to the rest of the team, the defensive line. We'll just do it as a whole, as a whole basically. I'd say defensively they were sound. Yeah. A few lapses where, of course, Adam Davis had save in the first half where... Juju, whatever his name is, I can't pronounce it. He went through one on one. Davis saved it. Yeah. But defensively, they were good. Yeah, they did. They did well. I mean, the thing is, I was a bit worried for Bristol because I thought, well, the manager's just left. Sometimes it can be. Sometimes players can turn around when a manager leaves, can't they? All of a sudden, yeah, start, they can, yeah. start picking up points. Um, but the thing is, I think we just had to go there and get something, didn't we? And well, then take it to take it to Brentford. Well, I mean, if you look at the defensive line that went out there, we've been its biggest judgment and not really, you know, we haven't been very nice to our defence over the recent recent couple of years. And to be honest, the last couple of games, they have looked quite solid at the back. And I'm wondering if is that the addition of Adam Davies? I mean, Tommy Smith again at right back, what were you going to go with? Just to seven, really. It's just, they were all reasonably solid, weren't they, in the week? Um it wasn't. A, I didn't think it was a great game as a whole to watch. No, no, um, well, it wasn't a great game. The, the, I mean, Lee Gregory missed two sitters again, but we'll go the into thing him is, later. I could slate him off till Tuesday, and he still wouldn't score until this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'd give Tommy Tommy Smith for probably a seven. Yeah, steady seven. Yeah, what would you give him? I'll go with seven. Yeah, it's not. You don't have to. You don't have to copy. You know, it's not. I haven't got the answers. <laughs> it's, just, it's a troll it's a troll you sort of look at it and go well to me watching the game the, the players that Davies stood out yeah. is, is commanding his box is he was calm on the ball he was whenever they had a chance he looked he looked comfortable all the time and, and the thing is you've got to look at 
Button's come out. Button was conceding goals for fun. Yeah. Davis has I come in. I think they are a bit more stronger with Davis at the back. I'm not. I'm not slagging off Button because I think, I think he's. I, I think he's, he's going to go. To be honest, I think Davis. But the thing is, Davis is fighting for the Wales top. But he's conceded one in three games. Which is exactly what we've got to look at. Yeah, you've got to look at Butland's conceded eight, eight once in yeah, two yeah. games. <laughs> well, Danny Bart, the king at the moment, I'll, he's next. I'll give him a 10. Yeah. Man of the match for me, obviously. Again, took a chance. Two and two for him. He's a big target, isn't he? That's the <coughs> thing. He should be up for corners. He should be attacking the ball because the thing is he'd scare defenders because he's a big lad. He's a big lad, yeah. And but to be honest, it's his defensive side that's been impressing me, um, because we know at any pace that runs at him, he sort of folds like paper. And I think the problem is when he's alongside James Chester, it does slow our back line up. But with Davis behind, they seem more confident. They seem more assured mm. that he won't drop them clangers. So, like I say, for me, Danny Bat was the man of the match. Played really well yeah. defensively. Did his job. Scored a goal, which got us a point. Definitely, definitely man of the match. James Chester. I thought he did well. I'll give him a six. I yeah. think it was the worst on the pitch. Yeah. I think it was the worst on the pitch because the three chances Bristol had were all his fault. Mm. He was at fault for letting that Jeju through where Davis let him off by saving the ball. The the goal for me didn't mark his man and he got the shot away. Yeah. It was a great shot, a great goal from Bristol City, but for me, I just think he's... I just... I, I feel he's not worth signing no. from what I'm looking at. So, I'll, like I say, I'll give him a six. I'll go seven. A steady seven? Yeah. At least you aren't copying. No. But, Indian left back, and like I said, they've lost two times. Don't say it again. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't be there. Oh. <laughs> we've got no one else. <laughs> you're not going to put retirement tomb Ward in. You're not going to put... Ward's gone. He won't put him in. He's left. Well, he's gone now. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely gone now. Again, steady six. Yeah. I can't knock him because he's doing the job okay. I can't knock him. Like you said, he isn't a left back. He's doing the best he can in that position. I still think he'd do a better job than Chester. He probably would, mm. but the problem is Chester's not a left back either. So no, we come back to the same thing. We, we come back to the same problem we've had now for probably five years that we haven't had a left back. Uh, midfield, Sam Clucas captain the club out again. Um, solid performance. Yeah. You, 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 I don't think you're going to get less than a 7 out of 10 from Super Sam Lucas. No. I'll give him an 8 did his job well put, got the ball up a couple of times let James McLean through to put crosses into the ball yeah they were duds but he, he did his job <laughs> yeah like I say Sam's missed a consistent since he most way through the season um, he's he's been our linchpin really anti yeah he's, he's the best player without, yeah. without a question of a doubt I think if we're going to go anywhere in the next couple of years, we're going to have to build it round Sam till he gets to the age where he can't do it anymore. Two, three years, I think we'll get out of the best out of him, I think. He could get four. He's a central midfielder, isn't he? I mean, mm. Keane played to lose 35-ish. So, you know, it's one of them. If, if, he, if he keeps performing in his mid-30s, then you keep Great, playing yeah. him, don't you? Uh, Nick Powell. Again, another quiet game from Nick Powell. Yeah. Felt he got a little bit, I don't know, a little bit overrun at times. I think... I'm not. I'm not. I'm wondering if. I think it's because it, Powell's playing in that Allen role, yeah, which is a bit too deep for how Nick Powell plays. I think Nick Powell's at his best when he's in that higher midfield he have, role. He does have bursts of pace, doesn't he? When he's just outside the opposition box, I think he's got too much running do 
playing where he is at the moment. I well, know that sounds stupid, but we've changed the system, haven't we? We've changed the system, yeah. haven't we? So instead of having a cam, which was Powell, we've dropped Powell into Allen's role in midfield, and then we've dropped Jordan Cousins down into that holding midfield role. Yeah. So for me, I'll give Nick Powell a, a seven. Yeah, can't really go any higher than that. I was going to go six. Seven. You just don't like him, though, do you? you I, just... I, I, do, I do. If he's the thing is, at times before lockdown, if you watched him sort of fifteen yards. 15 yards, 20 yards out. He had little bursts of pace, a bit of trickery. He could go past the man and create things. You drop him back a little bit. And yeah, he's, he's out of position. Out of yeah, he's out of position. Yeah. So, let's see, I'll give, give him a six, you give him a seven. No, I'll give him a seven then. So you you give him a seven. Him, yeah, the opposite <laughs> way around. I love Paul. But uh, Jordan Cousins, another solid-ish performance in the old midfield role. I mean, it's obvious that the manager isn't a big fan of him because we've been linked to Paddy McNair today, yeah. who for me would probably be that better holding yeah. midfield player. Um, I'm not sure if he's on loan at Middlesbrough or he joined there on a parent basis, but I, I wouldn't mind Paddy McNair, but going into Jordan Cousins, I, I'll give him a steady seven. Oh, that was six, I still don't like him. He was man of the, second man of the match. No, I just don't, I just don't like him at all, nothing. He, he's okay. Yeah. He's okay. I wouldn't mind him as a backup holding midfielder or a, or a man on the bench because he can do a job. I don't mind him. No. But, yeah, do I know what you mean. There, do you see him there for 18 months? No. No. <laughs> right. For eight months? <laughs> no. <laughs> right, McLean. I'll give, him, I'll give him an eight, McLean. I'll give him an eight. Yeah. Kept overlapping, that. getting those crosses in the box, got an assist. Yeah. He's, um, I, I, I do rate him to be honest I think he's got better as, as the season's gone on at times he looks it? fitter as well he's yeah. running up and down the wing a lot quicker than he was before he looks stronger he's finding space he should, it must be that haircut he looks he looks a weirdo he, but he, he looks like an knobhead but he, he's, he has improved I'll give it to him I always expect the Baywatch theme come on as he runs through the tunnel <laughs> <laughs> so what do you give him? I'll give him eight as well I do I think uh, he causes pro teams problems, doesn't he? Gives them an headache every week. Um, yeah, that's yeah. He's he, he you know what you get from him, yeah. and he does it every week. Yeah, and that's what I like about Effort. him. He's like Everington, but hasn't got the quality. Does his job every week. Mm. Knows what to do. Does it. Does it. Does it. Yeah, he works on. So the thing is, I know he's got his 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 sort of people are negative about his beliefs, but he's he you can't fault his effort week in week out. He just can't see. That lad will run until that whistle blows. Oh, until his legs are gone. Yeah, until he falls. Yeah, <laughs> basically. And and the thing is, the way Stoke Contrant is as a working class background, they want graft. They love grafters. Look at the players we've had over the years. The grafters, Walters, just graft and graft and graft. Like Whitehead. There's no spe- nothing special. We knew for a fact for 90 minutes he was going to graft. Well, that's the thing, yeah. He's, he's, he's just one of them good players that, you know, at times we, we're just lucky have, really. Yeah, because we missed him when he was in. Yeah, I think, at, this, I think at the level of the championship, I think we're, he's, we're at his level. And I just think he was he did his job well. So we move in. Lee Gregory has appeared out of nowhere again. and. I thought we'd lost him somewhere. I left him. I, I thought I thought it was like Bangor had gone part two of him for a week. But to be honest, I wasn't impressed with him against Bristol City. I don't think he's good enough playing the championship, let alone anywhere else. He's, he's got ability. There's no question. Hold up playing and moving the ball. He's very he's good at it. But the pro, he is. I'll be honest. He he's is. I think striker. he's a League One striker. Yeah. Didn't do anything last season for Millwall really. 
And like Millwall fans have said, since Rowett's gone in there and they've got rid of Gregory, they look stronger. Mm. So it, that goes on its own, really. He's a League One. You watch him, I plays. If you watch a League One game on Sky, he's a League One striker. There's no doubt. In the thing is, me. he had a great one-on-one and he mm. put it straight. He might as well just passed it to the goalkeeper. It was a terrible chance. I to always make. think sometimes certain strikers, if, even if they're going through a bad spell, you can always tell if it's just a bad spell and the ability's there. It's like a phobia in a way. When he first comes Stoke, he sort of looked at it and thought, he's definitely got the ability, just needs to get a good run going. Because mm. at times, he scored goals for Stoke and he fell apart a little bit. With Gregory, I see nothing. I don't see anything I, I, I think if he can get him fitter and get, I think he needs confidence, that's the problem. But I dread to look at his stats of how many shots he's had on target and how many of them. He's, he's not he's not lethal that's his that's his problem he's got everything else in his game like he's good at holding the ball he's about as lethal as a ball he's good but, but he's like Sadibi he couldn't hit a barn over a machine gun let's, let's be honest uh, Sam Vokes he's oh, we're, there. We're, we're there we forgot the rating what, what did you give him who uh, Gregory oh yeah that's his name <laughs> <laughs> Gregory uh, I'll be gentle and give him a five Five? <laughs> I'll, I'll give him a six, a steady six. Um, Sam Vokes. I thought he was a little bit quieter today on this one. He wasn't. The thing is, it was, was such a stop start sort of game once it Yeah, Bristol City, yeah. We, we, we never really got a hold of it. I mean, no. we, got the, we got a goal and good. it's a good result. Bristol City are right up there still. Well, I think they're out of the playoff race now, which is why they sacked Johnson, which to me is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Forgetting, yeah. We'll talk about that after we do the ratings. But Vokes again, I think he's got to do more. Um, really, he's got to improve his mobility, which is what we saw in the in the Barnsley win. He was moving around everywhere, creating chances and all yeah. that, and he was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But against Bristol, he had a good chance as well when it fell on his head. He, he had a lot to do get it on target, but he needed to get it on target and. It, to me he is that we've said it before he needs that delivery he needs somebody because let's face it for all McLean's hard work his delivery can let him down he, we need somebody for vote if, if Vokes is going to stay and he's going to stay up top we need somebody with top class delivery on the right wing yeah, yeah. well both sides didn't make any difference really. well I think McLean McLean it's, it's crossing his hit and miss he's not like Everington where it's quite accurate and it's always yeah. landing on an head it's hit and miss. I'll give yeah. folks a six. Yeah. He made a nuisance of himself. He was knocking people around. I thought, De- decent-ish. Yeah. That's what sort of game it was, though. A very... Well, that's what I was going to do next, is what would you rate the performance out of ten? I'm going to go seven, because at the end of the day, at this time of the season, a point's a point, and it's on the road as well. Mm. And when you think of his previous two away games, we conceded eight. Yeah. So to go down there, concede the one and get a point out of it as an improvement for what we've seen pre- previous so yeah it's definitely a better performance so yeah I'm going to stick with that I'll, I'll go with 8 because Bristol City at that point were still in the chance of the playoffs they needed a win and we stopped them and I'll give them an 8 because to be honest away from home against, for how rubbish we've been over the season and Michael and he hasn't got his players I think it was a good performance away from home and I'll, I'll always take a point against a team that's Fighting for the playoffs. Most people are taking points on the road. Unless you're playing someone bottom of the league and they haven't won in 12 or something, then really you should be going there and getting a result. But 
at the end of the day, points are points, aren't they? And they all count. So at this time of the season, we need them. Yeah. I'll give Michael O'Neill, I'll give him a, an oh, eight. I'll give, I'll give him an eight out of ten because you have to win for me to get above an eight. But tactically, he got it set up right. He, he knows that yeah. they're weak from aerial threats, but we just didn't get the ball in enough. And that's not his fault that we haven't got two wingers that can fling the ball in. So if we had two good wingers that fly the ball in well, Gregory and Vokes might have got the goals that would have Yeah, got I mean, I, I suppose on paper, with other results, you'd have probably more preferred to have got the points done, three points at, at Bristol, and then hope for try and get a draw out of the Brantford game. <coughs> Especially when Brantford could go for automatic. So you knew for a fact when they come they were going to they were going to go for it. So, to be fair, it proves to me that Michael O'Neill doesn't look at games of where anybody is in the table. He just tactically sets them up for each game. This is how they play. For who they're playing, yeah. This is who we're going to... This is how we're going to stop them. This is how we're going to break them down. And we move on to the next game. He is not looking at where anybody... Yeah, it's not like Nathan Jones where he plays one way and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. He knows what he's doing. He knows the weaknesses of teams and he plans a team out. But the question is... So, so like I said, you give him a seven, I'll give him an eight. The question that comes out of the Bristol City game is where's Tyrese Campbell? Is he a seven? No, no, he hasn't. He, he, he hasn't played. He hasn't started the last two games. Gregory's been picked ahead of him. Mm. So it's a knock up. Well, we've not heard anything of it, but he's, he has changed the tactics in his team in the selection twice in two games. But the thing is, it, you've got to look at it as what, what we've got one game left now. We could have gone down, and and, and the reality is. I can't sit there and say, well, why has Tyrese not played? He's looked, probably looked at it and gone, well, we've got two games now. We can get this done and go into the Forest game and be relaxed. Well, the result means nothing. My worry is that I think he's testing out Lee Gregory to see how he can play him for next season. That, that's, I what I, that's, that's what I'm thinking. No, I hope not. I think, I think he's gone defensive, more defensive. Because the thing with Gregory is, as much as I can slate him, He's quite an hard working in in a way and he'll get amongst people. He's not he's not weak, is he? He's strong. He's strong and he's a good yeah, knock on man. He's a very push people about. To be honest, he's a very good knock on man. He's yeah. he's very good at Just, holding the ball the up. Final, the final he's he's what we we expected from Vokes to hold the ball up as well as Gregory does. The problem is he's got no finishing touches. And uh, like I say, looking at that Bristol City match, they just sat Lee Johnson, he won two in a row. And today we're going to discuss about the weird managerial merry-go-round that's been going on these last couple of weeks, this, this, this week really. I well, mean, this week, yeah. Johnson's I mean, been sat from Bristol City, who's been doing an amazing job since he's been there. He's been there a while. He's well. been there a while, yeah. yeah. And he's always been in and around the playoffs. I know he's missed out on it three times and they probably thought, right, we need somebody who's going to get us in there. Yeah, but you've got to look at, I think what these, these chairmen have got to realise is the championship, the top six, top eight... Some of them are massive clubs. It's never easy. Oh, I know Brentford, massive. But, all right. <laughs> all right, fair enough, you've got a good point. But what I'm saying is, is you, every year, there's always two or three. I mean, it's like Cardiff. Cardiff, we fancied win it this year at the, with the bookies. No. It's still there, though. Still there, though, in the playoffs. Yeah, the six at still, the moment. Yeah. Still kicking it all the time. With with Four. Harris, Neil Harris, which makes no sense yeah. to me as well. Um, the new leads at some point were going to get near the top. Yeah, they were going to be in the it's top been three. been coming for a few years with Bielsa. West Brom, 
has surprised me a little bit with Uzi. Massively surprised yeah. me with Bellic in charge. I, I, yeah, I predicted, it's well, if we go back to the original podcast at the start of the season where we predicted where he'd put them, we put West Brom as a team that might go down. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. of Bellic. Don't bring us for a bat. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, I mean, not only that, we, I think we only had two teams going up and everyone else was getting either mid table or relegated. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's been a dodgy one. I mean, Nigel Pearson's been sat today for keeping Watford in the Premier League. Or near enough keeping them in the Premier one, League. They've got one, two games left. They've got two it's games left, yeah. That's why I leave. You do it after, don't you? Watford are, are ridiculous with managers. Yeah. They've had three now this season. Four. Because they're going to hire a new one, aren't they? Well, so. I don't know. Will they have a chance? <laughs> well, they have to, aren't yeah. they? have got another game after this week. So, it's a strange situation. I mean, Dave Cowley's been sacked as well from Huddersfield Town. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that was coming. They, they haven't been doing well, I'll be honest. And Timing's shocking. I, I just, to be honest, I don't know why I left... Lincoln to go to Huddersfield I don't get it because Huddersfield are going one way and one way only going back that they're way. going back to where where they were before because yeah. they, it's not like Stoke where it's just terrible decision making it's just the the aren't putting the money in no because the thing is the year they stayed up in the pram was a miracle really yeah it's and, Stoke and he bought no one he bought absolutely no one and, and the thing is you sort of looked at it then and you thought they're going if you did if you're not if you aren't willing to spend I think Norwich did they only spend Minimum, don't I think they only spent 12 million, 15 yeah, million. Yeah, can't come in the Prem and spend that. But I, I understand what Norwich are doing because they've got a very young side. They're, I think they, what they were doing is try to give them that experience of the Premier League, come back down mm. and then go up stronger with I think that Pookie's young side. Pookie's fell a bit flat as well. Well, Pookie's at that age anyway. I think he's 32, not far mm. away from 33. So you were never going to rely on him well, anyway. He started well, but I think teams then started defending against him. It happens to every yeah. top striker that hits form in the Premier League from the Championship. Yeah. You just double mark him. Yeah. And then. And, not and, and that's, that's it then yeah can combat it because <coughs> you don't have the quality around him yeah it's not like a, a top Premier League player striker having a bit of a lull because yeah. they're good enough to come out of plus it. they've got quality around them that can get them in the space they yeah, need yeah. to to score the goals all players all over the place but Cowley being sacked has absolutely surprised me but anyway to better news we'll go into yesterday's game which was at home against the informed team in the championship, a team that was, if they'd drawn or won, would have gone above automatic. West Brom into the automatic positions, and the Marty Stoke turned up and beaten one now. Yeah, um, and all but kept us safe now, aren't we? So, well, yeah, well, we're safe. safe. Yeah, yeah we're safe. literally safe now. And if we beat Nottingham Forest, there's a chance we go above Wednesday on goal difference if they lose, and go up to, I think, what was it, 14th, which is amazing, really, from two yeah. weeks ago. Out of 15 home games with one time. Under O'Neill, yeah, yeah. He's, his own records. Which, if you look at it, is a season to balance things, which is what I said a couple of weeks mm. ago about we need to rid out the rubbish, sort things out, have a couple of years where we settle things down, the fans are settled, the manager's settled. That sort of form will do us no harm at all next year. Well, they predicted, they, I think it's the Championship predicted, some on one of the pages online somewhere had said if Michael O'Neill had been in charge from the start of the season, Stoke would have finished fifth. Mm. If they predicted it from how... Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a load of garbage. We don't know it is, yeah. Either. And I sort of wrote that when the new season starts, that the bookies come out and go, we predict Stoke will finish 10th, and I'll go, yeah, get yeah, it. Because for two years... <laughs> no, no pressure. No pressure. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they've already come out after the Leeds game. They've already come out and said... Not, not the Leeds game, sorry, the highlight show last night... The guest who I can't think who it was actually come out and said he thinks they've got a chance of automatic. Oh no! <laughs> on TV as yeah, well. Yeah, oh, under Michael O'Neill, he could see Stoke being an automatic, no. sneaky no. team. Not that buying eleven players. 
No, I don't think they need that many. Looking at that squad, I agree with what Michael O'Neill, because he's obviously come out and said that he only needs three or four players. But the, he, like he said, what we need is to get rid of this crap. That's that's the thing we've got to do. Mm. And like we can sit here and go, Lee Gregory's crap, but to be honest, he is decent. He's, he's decent enough as a backup striker for Stoke. Mm. He, at this level we're in now, we have to start waking up now as Stoke fans and realising the position we're in and stop daydreaming about the Premier League. We need to be realistic yeah, now and look, look at it. We still need changes in the board level, which I expect to happen this time. If it doesn't, and we, we have more problems again with players coming in and not playing, then we might have to start protesting against that if, if he continues to go wrong. The thing is, though, I suppose you've got to look at, if he says four players, is he is he sort of looking at it, well, maybe a Fergie's going to come in and replace Gregory and then buy four players in? I think the reason why Gregory's come back to the squad, I think he wants to give him a chance. I think he wants to just give him a couple of games, see how he does. And he's, he's rewarded him with that. He scored a goal. And to be fair, he had two great chances against Bristol City as well. He looks a lot fitter. I'll give him that. Oh. A lot fitter. So, again, going to everybody's favourite part of the show, apparently. I'm going off no fact from that. I'm just guessing. Player ratings. Yeah. So, Adam Davies, what are you going to give him? Uh, I'm going to go nine, mate. He was absolutely a monster, especially second half. One of the saves, saved it with his knee. Yeah, early on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Early on, that was. Van um, and put the ball in. I think um, it was Canos, wasn't it, on the right yeah, side? Yeah, and then a great save from Pennock at the end. Yeah, uh, full length. That, yeah, that, that that was a massive save, that yeah. was. And I think that save just went like that, Jack, you, you're not playing again. Yeah, I don't all think. the best. <laughs> all the best. I enjoy West Ham. Do you like London? <laughs> yeah. They shout at you a lot, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> they don't like anyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to give him a nine. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think second best player on the pitch today. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, sorry. Yeah, I, th- I think he was brilliant, yeah. to be honest, Davis. I, I think... To be honest, since since like I thought that Jack was the best in this league, and then I think he's dropping performance. His confidence has just gone through the floor because he's gone from being you literally gone from being the England number one in making yeah. to a mid-level Championship goalkeeper, and I think his confidence is all. Yeah, he needs to move. He needs to move for himself. Forget Stoke City for a second and think about where his head's at at the moment. And I think at the moment it's not at Stoke because for lining up with an England shirt on against Germany. And played well against Germany yeah, as well. Yeah, be struggling at the bottom end of the championship. He's got to look at it. He's probably sitting there at night with, with the family thinking, what's gone wrong in the last three years? And mm. maybe a fresh start might do him good. Well, to be honest, I think, um, well, he came out after the game and went after an interview and he, he said that he's kind of done his job for Stoke. He's been loyal. He's, he's gone down with him trying to get him back to the Premier League. He hasn't kind of worked out. And, he, and obviously now he sees a, a replacement there in himself in Davies. So. Yeah. Plus Davies is actually going for the Wales number one jersey because Hennessy can't buy a game at Palace. No. So I think we've got the next Wales number one, to be honest. Yeah, if he could get a good run on the side next year, it might push him up the packing order in Wales once it's well, especially the end, I can't name another goalkeeper other than, um, apart from Fort Williams, who plays somewhere in Scotland. I, I, I can't think... Of another goal, but yeah. Danny Ward doesn't play at Leicester. I think he's Wales next number one for yeah. me, especially putting in performances like he did on Saturday. And like I say, he's a definite, definite nine. Yeah, definitely. Shall we move on to Smith? Yeah, Tommy Smith did did okay. I'm going. I'm going. Give him an eight. 
at the end of the day, Brentford were chucking everything out of the second yeah, half. He, he did his um, defensive duties, that's the thing. Yeah. He might not be rapid quick, but we know he can cross a ball because he's got, I think, six or seven assists this year. Yeah. So we know he can swing a ball in. Yes, he hasn't got the pace, but for me, that's because he hasn't got a proper right winger in front of him. We know Tom Ince isn't good enough. We I know think that anyway. He could add goals to his game, Ardu. <laughs> he probably could if we mm. had the right system around him yeah. we know we're struggling on the right side Michael O'Neill has already stated he played well against Brentford I can't yeah. I can't knock him he did his defensive duties stopped them really putting the ball in apart from that like I said that early save with his knee yeah. in the first half other than that when he stopped he didn't stop the cross but you can't stop everything no he's no yeah. Lee Dixon is he <laughs> <laughs> laughing at him he's a legend it's still Bruno left back I'm going to give him a 7 because I tell you what you've got to think He's had probably one of the most prolific teams in the league coming at him. Well, this is what we've got to think about. Yeah. That's what at the end of the day, we're going to give the defence some praise. Well, I'm just glad you haven't said he's not a left-back, but he, he, he defensively See, now... See, surprised you there. Yeah, you have surprised me. I've nearly dropped my tea. But him, I'll, I'll be honest with you, he is... He's a good defender. We know he can defend. Yeah. And I think at the moment he knows he's moving and he's trying to put the performances in and to get the move. Yeah. He'll probably go back Holland. Apparently there's a link back to Altmar or Feyenoord, whatever it is. Yeah. So there's probably probably going to be a move for India. And to be honest, if he does go, he's going to go with no ill judgment from me. He's, uh, he's been yeah. a decent player. Yeah. Stayed with, has been loyal. And to be fair, he's played a lot of games for Stoke. Plus, he's got that little bit of experience at the back as well, which sometimes in certain games you need, and don't you? That's the thing. But so. the thing is, he's, he's another one like Jack Butland, where he's gone from being a first team international centre back for Holland to losing his place at the All National side and all of a sudden becoming a left back in the Championship. It's struggling. Like, yeah, he's another one's probably sitting there wondering yeah, what the hell's going on with that. Yeah. <laughs> got, got to his wife again. I told you we should have gone Palace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, good solid performance. I'll, I'll give him an eight actually. Yeah. I thought in that position he did really well. Yeah. So I'll give him an eight. Right, Chester. Did have a great challenge. He's on the floor as well. Oh, I know. Yeah, there was a, a chance where he actually chucked his body in because <laughs> yeah. he slipped and then just jumped in the way of the ball. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like I say, I can't, I can't give him any less than a seven, really, because no, I'll give him a nine. Yeah, I'll give him a nine. Yeah, he, he defensively, was... we were, we we had, I think, if I remember right, they had sixty five percent possession through the game. Yeah. It just proves how much they chucked they the kitchen the sink. They, they, they moved the ball brilliantly, yeah. Brentford did. That's why they, they really, scored goals so, they, so they, they moved the ball so well. I mean, you've got that... Is, I can't, is it the striker that scored 25 goals this season? Yeah, he scored two midweek, I think, as yeah, well. They, they, yeah, they, you've got Ben Rama on the left, who's definitely the most creative player in this league, without a question of a doubt. Uh, Algerian international, from what yeah. I know. Centre-backs and goalkeeper on Saturday were out of this world and he'd be worth a cheeky father on the playoffs though. but I can't believe you give him a 7 yeah they were brilliant the centre backs were how did you give him a 7 because the next centre back was oh yeah yeah but that just goes a little bit higher (laughs) a 7 not just a little bit higher (laughs) a 7 I've sat here and slated him you're you're just being tight aren't you just going no 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 one's going to get any more than a (laughs) 7 You're like seven and a half if you score. If I was scoring that trick, an eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give him a nine. Right, let's move on to my mate, Danny Bat. You've got to slag him off every week. You have to slag him off again now, so he oh, scores an hat trick on. <laughs> yeah, against Forest, but it's the season. 
Like like I say too, I mean people are getting ten. Man of the match gets a ten from me. He blocked everything. He cleared everything. He was like a man possessed. He reminded me very much in the performance against West Brom at the Hawthorns, yeah. where he absolutely dominated the game at times. And I don't know if it's because of Davies behind him, but he seems like a different player since mm. Davies has come in. And to be fair, I think Federici was like in goal at Yeah, he he's does. He's playing yeah. like a captain. He, he's, he's been very vocal as well. He's added goals to his games in the last three games. But for me, he's been man of the match now for the last two games, three games. He's been fantastic. Yeah. Definitely man of the match for me. I mean, I put a, a poll out on Twitter, which came out with Danny Batts. Yeah. Um, the Facebook one didn't, so that came out as Adam Davis. But I, I don't. Davis. But I don't think they. Knew, <laughs> I don't think they were um, Bath fans by the sounds of it, because Bat did everything right. They're all stuck guts. Yeah, they they aren't, they're all Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> they're all going. Yeah, it's right, Mark. About that. <laughs> but yeah. Well, they need a little mention because they're in the league. <laughs> You are stuck on what the Bundesliga too. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. We'll move on to Jordan Cousins. Solid. Yeah. Again, disciplined once. He didn't. He didn't make any mistakes. He, do, he doesn't go in rash either. In a no. position he's in, he just seems to always be in the right place. Whenever the ball goes to a midfielder or something, he's always there or around it. He, he yeah. seems to do that role well, quite well. Yeah. I agree that he shouldn't be first choice because he does. He fades away. He'll have good performances, then he fades away. And I think at times, I think he made a difference against Brentford because if we, I think if we'd gone with the tactics where if Alan was fit and we put Alan and put Powell higher up, mm. I think we would have lost the game or drew. I think Cousins added that bit of extra. See, maybe what you said a couple of weeks ago about because obviously coming for free is he is somebody to keep in the squad. I'd, I'd keep him, yeah. yeah I'd he, keep him for his contracts. I think he signed a three-year deal. I'd, I'd keep him for them yeah. three years. Especially the position we're in now. But I do think Paddy McNair is an improvement on him. He's a player that I think and feel that he could be more of a consistent holding midfielder. Yeah. But Cousins would be a good addition to the squad. Someone on the bench who can play on the different positions. You can yeah. bring him on if times are hard or whatever, just to yeah. show things up. Or even if it's just a, one of them games at home against someone who's struggling and, and you just think, well, we could we could rest a few here and maybe chuck Cousins in and do a Yeah, job. as long as he's, he's happy to be a backup player and knows he's a rotation player, yeah. then that's all The thing is, we've said, we've said this before, that we do need rotated times because it's a tough division over the, the space of the year. Where well, it's 46 games, yeah, isn't it? Plus your cup games. You can, I, f- I think like more in the... Like recent past under Michael O'Neill, he wasn't really rotating well enough. No. Well, Jones didn't, did he? Well, Jones just didn't have a clue what he was doing, to be honest. But I, 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 I'll give him a seven. I'll give him a solid seven, Jordan Cousin. Yeah, I'm gonna go the same, really. So you're gonna put James Chester on the same as Jordan? You're regretting that now, aren't you? No, because the next one's <laughs> a great one as well. There's another man who, to me, on the day, completely burnt out because he did that much running with Sam Clifford. Yeah, he's a, he's a engine of a player. Captain's performance for me. I think he's going to be captain. Yeah. Um, the way it's going. He was like a man possessed. Because let's face it, we had a lot of time without the ball and he just held that middle together. Yeah, he's quite comfortably the player of the season. And I, th- I think what I like as well, what's happened recently, is Michael O'Neill has rewarded him with what he's been doing this season under him by giving the captain's armband. Yeah. He says... Just lead by example. Yeah. Because I don't think we've got a natural leader in that squad. I, don't, I really don't, apart from Ryan. But I think that sometimes good captains can 
lead by example. It's not always with the mouth. Yeah, it's, it's by I example. Think, I don't think Ryan's the mouth, it's example. Yeah, it's example. Ryan's, yeah. Ryan's a great player, there's no question about it. Yeah, but it was always leading by example. Well, exactly, yeah. yeah. We're going to cover a bit more around Shawcross as well towards the end of the pod. So, uh, Klukas, save again, eight. I'm going to go nine. Nine? Yeah. Chester seven? Yeah. You're going to regret that. <laughs> I think you're already regretting that. Yeah, I'm going up and down as I go to the west. <laughs> so I'm going to drop down a little bit on the next one. Who's that? Uh, Powell. Again, quiet in that. He's too deep. He's too deep in that role. And I, I, he's I'm carrying injury as well, apparently, what I heard it before. Which, which could explain his last couple of games, really, because mm-hmm. he has been quiet, but... I think he is too deep at the moment because we're playing this defensive midfielder instead of Cam. Yeah. I think he's just too deep to get involved in the I think, play. I think sometimes when you're that sort of attacking midfielder, if you're not, if your defensive side of your game's not really there, it, you can you can look like the game's going by. There's, there's plenty of players like that. I mean, let's look at some of the players we had in the past, like Anthony Warney. All right, fair enough, attacking midfielder, striker. But he could get back and defend if he needed to. We've lost oh, yeah, he had an engine, didn't he? Yeah. That's, that's the yeah. thing with some, him. Some attacking players don't mind getting back. I don't see that with Powell. I think he's he's gone in, he's done a job as best as he can. I don't think he's that kind of player, though. I think no. he's a player that is supposed to be higher up the pitch. Yeah, and he's, not, the he's not getting involved enough because he's not high enough to, to get those goals and getting those chances. But this season, I can't, I can't knock him. Since Michael O'Neill's put him in that more lower cam role, he, he has been involved in games and chipped in yeah. with the odd goal here and there as well so I think I think there's a good future for him but his possessional side on Saturday was good he was mm. getting the ball out of his feet he, he seemed confident when he did I, I, like I say I'll give him a, I'll give him a 7 yeah and then we'll move on to another Mr Consistent I don't think you didn't. did you give him a score who Powell yeah I'll go 6 6 tight with yours on yeah <laughs> go to Mr. another consistent Mr McLean did well yeah, did well. I'll give cross him. I'll for, give him an cross eight. Crossed the votes. He's. Uh, yeah, I'll give um, him an eight. Yeah, it, like I said, he's tired. Down the wing, didn't he? All, all day. I, th- I think at the moment now, going into next season, I think him and Lucas are the guarantees. If they're fit, the plane. They'll definitely be there at the start as well. Yeah, they, they'll, 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 there's no doubt in them to still be there. Yeah, I think we all have to sort of take a moment for James McLean to be honest, because this season he has been without question the most improved player and I think this season he's definitely proved the doubters mm. that he is a very good player when he when yeah, he has mind to. It's like it's like yesterday the the bombing on up the up the left wing. Mm. There was a good time when Klukas pushed the ball forward and then it looked like he was gonna ping it across to the right hand side to I think Tommy Smith on the right hand side but instead just put it through and, and McLean just went just revved up and went all yeah. the way along and put a ball in it's like I say Vokes was unlucky not to score. He had a couple of chances early on where it, they were blocked. Um, but that's just how it goes yeah. sometimes. Yeah, Gregory. You haven't marked him again. McLean, I'm going to go eight. Eight. Yeah. So, Gregory. I'll give him an eight. I think, I think it's, he defended well, didn't he? <laughs> the thing is, like, it was, it was a night and day performance from Bristol City from yesterday. We know how good he is holding the ball up. And yeah. we know how good he is it's hit that role he's, he's good at holding the ball up we all know his problem but he sorted that out against Brentford he took his chance well no. dropped him it's it hard miss but he was there yeah but we will miss in a Stokes year you know, you know well, what we've had in the past that's what I mean when you look at the strikes we've had for somebody for free I think the reason why Campbell's kind of been a little bit dropped for him is he wanted to try him out 
And he can, he will defend. That's the thing, Gregory will defend. He he will drop back and he. To will be honest, I drop. think he's the modern day Sadibi. Mm. Not as great as him, obviously, in hold up play because Sadibi's probably the best player I've seen at Stoke holding the ball up. Is but he, he was not? never good at scoring goals. No, I, I still think he had a little bit more. I do, Sadibi. Well, he couldn't score, could he? Then again, Sadibi was playing in a team that was full of confidence. And he, he had well. Fuller alongside him, so yeah. when he all do the ball up, he just passed it to Fuller and he Plus, went and scored. He had Lawrence Lawrence, where people yeah, Lawrence on the right, he yeah. had um, Rich, Super Richard Creswell on the left. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give him a... I'll give him a so, to be honest, because he, he won the game, I'll change that from an 8, I'll give him a 9, because he, he won the game, really. Yeah. And it was a big game to win, because, like I said, I've, I said before that I wanted to see Davis against the top side to see how well he did. And he, he did, did well. well. And Gregory did. You, yeah. You've got to give him credit, because it was Brentford. Yeah. They're a side that's literally on fire. They're just missing Will Gregg. Yeah. I, well, I think another man who was improved from Bristol was Vokes. Again, he's got to do more. Could have scored, though. He, scored. Could, he had a couple of chances yeah. where you're looking and gone, he could have scored. And the problem is, though, if we won't go anywhere out of this league, he's got to take them chances, even if the half chance. Now, when it, like good strikers can take half chances now and again, like half ones where. It's one or the other. Fair, like, we know that Vokes, if he gets a clear-cut chance, he'll bury it, but it's getting him in those positions to bury it. We've, like we said about the Bristol City game, we need somebody on the right who's got a bing balls in. With McLean on the left. Mm, we still need a left back. Well, that's definitely already a thing. We're going to talk about the transfer rumours because if this one comes off, I might actually, I might actually celebrate around the Bet365. <laughs> I might even have a beer. <laughs> As people already know, I haven't drank for five months, so I might even have a beer. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll give him. I'll give him the same. I'll give him the seven. Yeah. He, he just didn't take his chances, which is why I'm knocking him down a bit. But it was a decent ish performance. I, I can't. Yeah. Imagine. He come off at, in seventy one minutes, uh, seventy two for Campbell. For Campbell, yeah. Um, I mean, Campbell come on, and to be honest with the way the game was going it's very isolated anyway but yeah. just give Stoke another outlet don't it a better pace if they lose the ball makes yeah. sense really yeah it does make sense take him off if we get a long ball forward you know Campbell's going to run well, onto it well the problem is what I saw about it since we come back from lockdown when Campbell played as a striker we haven't really got good performances from him when he played on the right hand side in that Barnsley match he scored twice but I think what he was doing because we'll go into it now. Obviously, the Michael O'Neill rating. I'll, I'm going to give him a ten for that. For that. Yeah, I mean, you've only got to look at your substitutions. So, like I say, I've just mentioned the votes one. I mean, Gregory come off for of Sorensen legs. That's mm. a good way of, of giving some extra legs in the last. Well, sort of I, I three, rate four minutes. I, I rate Sorensen. I, th- I yeah. think, but to be honest, I'd like to see him go on loan next season. Mm. Just give him, go, go drop it down a level. Play some regular football. Play 40 odd games. And then bring yeah. him back. It's, it's like Suti. He's going to come back full of confidence. Mm. Because apparently he's up again for player of the year again at Fleetwood. So they've had a great season, just missed out on the playoffs. Yeah. But going into like Michael O'Neill's tactics, I think they were spot on. But Collins on at 90 minutes. Extra centre half. Yeah. Well, I think we're forced playing him because we don't even move. Well, Powell, <laughs> Powell was injured, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a good decision to bring those extra defensive legs on because he knew the game was going into Brentford's hands and we needed just to consolidate and, and finish out the result. Yeah. So, like I say, I'll give Michael O'Neill. He got it right bang on. 
knows that they're it's counter attack, which means long balls up the pitch when they lose the ball, and have two big knock on men that can hopefully get sneak a goal, and that's exactly what happened, and we saw the game out. Perfect tactics, really. yeah, yeah, and that's they they pretty bread and butter tactics as well, really. Yeah, it's it's a tough side. I think that's I think that's what we've had to over the last couple of years with Rowerton. Nathan Jones, they've tried to make things way too complicated. Yeah, instead of just keeping And O'Neill's just gone in and gone, right, forget all that crap. We're only 1 0, the third in the division. We'll bring the centre half on, a fast strike. And a holding midfielder. Holding midfielder, yeah, right. Just simple football, really. Yeah, it's just it's, simple. It's, yeah. it's simple old fashioned tactics that work in a modern era. It's clever. Yeah, and the thing is, we've sort of sat there and gone, right, well, we can relax now, we're safe. But you'd have been happy with that result out there playing any time of the season, wouldn't you? You'd have gone, that's a well, good result. Well, that's why I'm going to say as, as a, a whole team performance, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a 10. Yeah. Because you've got, to, you've got to put in perspective that Bristol City have literally been on fire, especially exactly. since lockdown. What, what did I say? Bristol City. <laughs> Forget Bristol City. Forget <laughs> that. They've got the same badge. <laughs> if you look at their patches, they play the red. <laughs> Not far away from each other. <laughs> yeah, but they, they literally do have the same badge. Have a look at the badge, it's the exact it's same, same badge. Like I say, the result against Brentford, they've been on fire. Clean sheet. In a clean sheet. Davies performed brilliantly. The whole team did, really. I can't, I can't knock a single one of them, apart from maybe Powell was a bit out of the game. But he did get an injury, so... And I think he's been kind of struggling mm. with something for a while. But it's nice to come out of a game and go, we're not going down. They played really well and we collected a clean sheet. So well, the the improvement since the Middlesbrough and Wigan results has been incredible. To see such a quick turnaround from then to now is absolutely fantastic. So I've I've sort of listened to a few people, managers and stuff on on the radio this week, and there's a lot of teams that were doing well before lockdown and then struggled after. And let's face yeah. it, we were doing all right before lockdown, and then we struggled when we come back. And yeah, it's it's the same thing you said last week about like we never start well, because it is like starting a new season and then yeah. we're going to stop again. So yeah. it but is a bit up and down. And the thing is, obviously, when Michael O'Neill come in, I don't ever expect it that he was going to see it be a bed of roses the rest of the season. To be honest, he deserves all the credit in the world because I mean I know we've got one more match, which is when we'll do a proper deep dive into the players. We we'll, we will do that next week. Yeah, after the last game. We'll, we'll go into a real deep dive into the players' stats and yeah. really cover who Very needs ground. to stay and who, who needs to go. But to me, Michael O'Neill's been the massive impression. He's the man now for me, and got to do everything to keep hold of him for the next yeah. year. Well, the next for the future, really. Yeah. He's, he is the right man, and, and he seems to be committed by the club. He came out after the Brentford game and said that we want this team to be a team that the area is proud of and yeah. want to come and support. Won't be celebrating. Won't be celebrating, which is the right thing. So we should, yeah. if a club that's just come down from 10 years in the Premier League should not be celebrating, not be celebrating dropping down to League One. It's, yeah. it, it is, he's bang on with what he said. And I like that the players have agreed with him. All of them have been interviewed since the Bristol yeah. City and the Brentford game have all come out and said, we aren't really celebrating. We're glad we're staying up, but we aren't celebrating that we're staying it's up. Sort of, when he said it, it, I sort of got the feeling in me that I was just like, straight away, I was thinking, line drawn. Forget about last season. That's how I felt. If he'd have said it at the end of the Forest game, we were going like, what season? Where's the next season? Mm. And that's how I felt like, let's just forget about this year. It's been what it's been. He's done really well for pull us out the, the Maya, and it's over with now. Let's start afresh. So, well, yeah. The thing I'm disappointed, it was last home game, and they didn't do it till around the stadium. 
Well, we've been a long tour once. It's too, it's <laughs> did, you, did you do a walk round? No. No. What, what are they going to do? Wave at the flags? <laughs> <laughs> no, but somebody was moaning about that on the Twitter. They didn't do a walk round, celebrate. There's no one there, mate. <laughs> Who are you celebrating with? Stewart. <laughs> Cheers, Stewart. Why is he there? Why is he there? Well, when the ball goes in the stand, someone's going to be fetching. Stewart? Yeah. <laughs> ball boy. <laughs> the steward said, well, I just kicked the ball back. <laughs> Up his pants as well. That's my clever one. Stewart, no fan. <laughs> Someone's got me in that stand. <laughs> Trouble kicking off here, lot. Two seagulls are going at it. <laughs> Two stewards are having a go at each other. <laughs> well, like I say, great, great performance gear into that now. So now we're going to go into the great transfer news that dropped today. I, to be honest, I hate both of them come off. Both Northern Irish internationals. Paddy McNair of, I think, Sunderland or Middlesbrough. I'm not sure if he's permanently at Middlesbrough. Yeah. Somehow, we're being linked to Jamal Lewis. That would be a massive cue if we can get him. Well, it would be, because, I mean, if we got somebody like Jamal Lewis who's really impressed in the Premier League with Norwich, to, who's dropping with Norwich, yeah. to get him to leave Norwich to come Stoke, is probably the cue of the year. Mm. I mean, there is obviously some legs behind it, because Michael O'Neill gave him his debut for Northern Ireland... Same, I think, with, with Paddy McNair as well. There's always been a good player in Paddy McNair, but we've not really... He's a bit up and down. He's a bit up and down, but he apparently has been playing well for Northern Ireland whenever O'Neill was shoving him in. So, I could, I, to be honest, I could see him as that first-team holding midfielder, McNair. It, because the thing is, is, is Joe Allen going as well? Well, this is a question, isn't it? Because There's a lot of questions Ham, about the transfers, yeah. West Ham were interested, weren't they? Um, and... They've had such a topsy turvy season. I know they've sort of pulled away now, haven't they? They've started winning games, yeah, and scoring goals, which which is all from what is ideal, isn't it? So, which is all from Mikel Antonio. I know, yeah. Which is, uh, I mean, they're not just scoring one or two, are they? I mean, they put four passes on each three the other night. Mm. If you start banging in goals and you're getting a decent it's, goal, it's difference. a shame really because I didn't want to be form So why did West Ham come down? Because mm. even though it's a really strange ground and, and you don't, don't like, and you, and you don't like that one because you got banned from the bus, but yeah, I've done nothing wrong. <laughs> I had. <laughs> yeah, you had. Yeah, you start to apologise really, but it's. Uh, I think that if we could get some clubs like coming down, Norwich is one of them clubs, aren't they? Norwich just yeah, one of them. Norwich. Like I, I haven't, I haven't, I've been Ipswich, but I've never been Norwich. Yeah. You see the sign turn around and come back. Yeah, yeah, the whole area really. Yeah. <laughs> the whole Sussex area really. Yeah. Yeah, not for me. Yeah, for me. Uh, Bournemouth's a good one. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind dropping down because I think Bournemouth are done. I think Bournemouth are done now. It's between Villa and Watford now, who stupidly sacked Pearson, who's completely turned them round. They were second bottom when he went. It's amazingly well, turned them round. Yeah, at Christmas, I think they won, they won the first five games or something. They did really well, and then obviously lockdown sort of creeped in and they sort of fell apart again. Yeah, because the good thing is about Norwich coming down is, I know what they were trying to plan by going up with youngsters and then coming back down with youngsters, but I've got a feeling some of them players are going to go. I think Max Ahrens, who's been absolutely amazing yeah, yeah, for, yeah. For, 20, for 19, 20 years of age as well, how good he is. That Cantwell on the left side as well, he's a fantastic prospect. They're going to get pipped away. Yeah, I think they're going to end up... Uh, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they win <laughs> anywhere near the auto automatic next year. I'm not going to predict it because after the West Brom prediction at the start of the season. Well, coming up, mate, we're going to have to do his predictions again because we don't know how long. Yeah, well, it's a couple of months yet, so I can judge if they're going to sell players. What are you thinking? We're not going to start till September. No, I think it'll start as normal in late August. 
because what we're going to miss what, two games, miss games yeah. two missed games. It's it's not going to be a lot of it. Can't say nothing about the new season ticket though. That'll come now. Now we know that we can go in September. Mm. That that will come, um, unless of course there's another spike. But going to sticking with the transfers, we'll talk about that more after when we finish the transfers. I mean, another thing I'm a bit a bit dubious of. So we've got a feeling Alan's going to go. You think that you'll be following Jack Bolton to West Ham. But saying that, that West Ham link was only paper talk, so I don't know mm. if that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I think Jack is now available. Jack's a, I think Jack's a cert for go. I think he's available now. And I think Stoke will lessen on that 20... Well, definitely will lessen on that... Twenty-five million pounds asking brass. The only thing with Alan is, is he has slowly started getting a little bit injury prone, aren't he? Like, and and you just think, is he, is he one of them where? I know obviously you always want to play at the highest level, but do you want to go and sit on the bench at the highest level? To be honest, because there's links to Newcastle with Joe Allen. Um, to be honest with Joe, I think he's fit to be playing now, mm. but the club aren't playing him. For that reason, for that reason, because he's going to go, and I, I, I think during Michael O'Neill sits there and goes, all got some bad eggs that I need shift. It's Joe Allen. Like I think Joe Allen, Jack Butland, and Martin Zindi, even though they might not intentionally and do put the graft in and do the job, I think them three think they're bigger than the club where we are now. Yeah. Which I agree with. They, they probably are. Yeah. They haven't put the performances to prove that they are, but I think still in their heads they are Premier League players, yeah. and they know that Stoke in the near future aren't going to be in the Premier League. Right. And when Joe come in, he was still classed as a decent Premier League midfielder, wasn't he? Yeah. At the time. Because when he come in, we still had Arnie and everyone, didn't we? When he first come in. Yeah, because he, uh, he was the sign we shouldn't have made, really, yeah. at the time. And to be honest, I, we have gone on a massive downward spiral since he's come in. I think if we... He's, but he's been brilliant since Michael O'Neill's come in. He's a different player yeah. under O'Neill, I can't deny that. He's probably the best form he's had under O'Neill since that first season he came to the club when he mm. played as a cam and started scoring them goals. Yeah, This has probably been the best spell he's had since then, since really. Then, yeah. So it would be a shame to see Joe go, but with the wages he's on and the money... that they, they, They're probably going to get £8 million for him, eight nine million. Mm. So... If him and, and Butland go, I would probably get three to four, maybe five million for Indy as well. So there's a good opportunity of making a little bit of money and, and going, Michael, you can get them mm. players you're after now because we've got the money. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, Newcastle offered us Gale, but I'll... I'm all right. Yeah, I don't want him now. The, the thing is with Gale, it's his, it's his age. Mm. I mean, well, he's in decent form. He scored twice since lockdown. So mm. we know he scores goals. But he wants big money. Yeah. And the problem is we're not on the stage where we can ask for big money. No. And we need we need to get somebody in who's got a bit more of a future behind him. It's the, the problem is is we buy these players in and you're looking at them going, Wow, will we get two years out of him? Will we get three? Well the big player and go, Will we get five out of him? Well it's like it's it's a bigger gamble. The reason why it's a bigger gamble, it's like you can buy somebody who's guaranteed like Dwight Gale's always been guaranteed in this league for scoring goals. Yeah, championship level. He's always has done. Yeah. Did it with West Brom last season. Did it with Newcastle when they came down. Well, I think he did it with Newcastle twice. He did it with Palace as well. Palace, he, he, yeah. he helped Palace up, scored all them goals for, I think, Peterborough when he came from the non-league. We know in the championship he scored a lot of goals, but the man's 30 years of age. Mm. And the fact is, if he comes in like another Benicophobia and doesn't suit the system yeah. and doesn't score the goals... 
we've got him for three years yeah. and, it, and it's another player that we can't yeah. rely on we need to go younger because it gives you that opportunity to ease them in yeah. and if they don't make it you can sell them because there's, there's always going to be players clubs that are interested because say he's 24 or 25 yeah. I just want a sensible signing if, we, if we're going to because if we look at the, f- the forward line now so we've got Benny Cathobe we've got Sam Bokes Lee Gregory and we've got obviously Tyrese Campbell mm. but I'm starting to look at Campbell as a bit more of a right sided player now yeah so would you see Ents going then? I think they might loan Ents out if a good offer comes in. I can't, can't he, see him going on. He's, he's not even. He's not even coming on really much now. He, he played at Leeds. Played at Leeds. I think. I came on against Leeds, yeah. didn't he? I, 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 you could tell the manager just doesn't believe he's got that ability to play first choice on the right hand side, no. which he hasn't no. since he's moved from Derby. He's been a different player. We have We saw a little bit of a stint when he played. Under Rowett, because Rowett knew he was out of playing, because he's he played his best football with Rowett at Derby. Derby. Yeah. So we I can understand why we signed. Not too bad at Huddersfield, in fairness, soon. Yeah, but he was playing out of position in, in the Premier League. He was just getting knocked off the ball left, mm-hmm. right, and centre because he isn't a cam. We know yeah. that from under Rowett. It's under not Jones. Enough to be a cam. He's just he ain't got the quality even. Yeah. He, he, the problem is about Ince that we all know. He comes in out of the games too much, and if he doesn't get the ball the way he wants, he goes missing. And becomes a bystander, it's just a waste of time. Get him on the way protein. <laughs> I don't think he'll make a difference. He, 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 just goes, he just goes missing, and that's his problem. Yeah. Um, but another one I'm a bit worried about is where's Oakley Booth gone and where's Jordan Thompson gone? He was on the bench against Brentford, Booth. But like I say, if you look at the way he's set up, he's gone defensive. And at the end of the day, his, work, his game plan worked. And, but and then, the thing I'll say about it is, from what I've seen, which is not a lot, I haven't seen a lot of Oakley Booth, but I think he'd be better in the position that Powell's in now, because Powell that that position does not suit Powell. He's too deep. Yeah. So an Oakley Booth would be better in that role because he is a central midfielder. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm I, I don't know it. I don't know if he doesn't trust him and wants to loan him out. But this worry is we've brought Jordan Thompson in. He's played one game. We got battered. Mm-hmm. Came on and we got battered, and we haven't seen him since. But this is apparently I his signing. Don't rate him, I don't. I don't rate him on the playing side, but his ball delivery is probably the best in the club. He's such a good pass, a crosser of the ball. The only thing is with with them two, maybe not so much. Uh, what's it? Not Oakley Booth. The thing is, you've got to look at it and think: with the amount of games left, he will tactically pick the team to get the results. Now, at the beginning of the season, it's different. Because I always think, with the amount of games, you play the first game and go, right, well, Oakley Booth's been playing well in training. Last four weeks, he's been brilliant. Pre-season, brilliant. Well, get him in. Get him in again. Oh, it's not working. Then you might change what you want to do. At the end of the season, we might get relegated. Just get the right players to fit in the system to combat whoever you're playing and work out the best sort of line of defence it's no different than the Leeds game alright fair enough finish five. Second half performance probably the worst I've seen but the first half before the goal he got his tactics bang on before the goal yeah the, the players defensively we were brilliant the, the, I think the problem was with Stoke as soon as we go goal down they drop yeah and that's a, it's, it's a big problem yeah. the only time that changed was Bristol City where we went the goal down but came back and got the point which was a good sign of Things. The thing is with Leeds, you've got to draw a line on the Leeds. They've won the league. 
at the end of the day. The only result that worried me was Wigan. That's the only one that worried me. And the Middlesbrough one. Because we got completely outplayed by for yeah, me. Middlesbrough have lost Mid- last three. Middlesbrough garbage. Yeah, we yeah. lost last three since. They're only, they're only staying up because Hull have shit. Yeah. Basically. Middlesbrough. Yeah, oh, they are, yeah. That's, that's why they've got desperate and brought Warnock in. But this yeah, one, that's not worked. Well, it will, he'll stay up. He's yeah. done enough. But the thing is, you watch Middlesbrough under Warnock, they'll be a different team next year. Oh, yeah, I reckon they'll be they, top they, 10. They'll, they'll be right up there next yeah, year yeah. because of Warnock. He knows what he's doing. He'll go out and buy four or five players that will improve yeah, that yeah. team and they'll fly up. Yeah. The fact is, we're Stoke because we need to do the same thing. Now, looking at the since we've come down lockdown, I've done a serious look into all the games. I think there's four positions that we need to improve that squad with, and that's all we need to do. Now, if we can get a couple of loans in just to just to spice it up a bit, I'd do it. Need a spare goalkeeper because if Butland goes, we need a backup goalkeeper for Davis, or yeah. maybe even a first choice if if he isn't hundred percent convinced by. Him. I've been convinced by him, but Michael O'Neill might not be. He might be seeing something we don't. Mm. Marshall from Wigan, that one I can see happening. Very good experienced goalkeeper. Scotland number one. There's a good goalkeeper there. Yeah. Get him as a number two. We've got two decent goalkeepers for next season if Butland goes. Yeah. Left back, the only, even if we buy nobody else, <laughs> as long as we get a left back here, yeah. I'm delighted. I don't care if they buy a left back and they close the doors till the day. The That's what I mean. As long as a left back comes in, as long as a left back comes in, I'm more comfortable now. <laughs> That's if we got buy to a left more back, priority. Let's buy a Stoke shirt with we have bought a left back. <laughs> we have got a proper left back, <laughs> not a retirement home one. Not like Tony Dorigo. I think we'll celebrate <laughs> with a left back. <laughs> We've got a left back. <laughs> And I can't believe Eric Peterson's performance since he's gone Burnley. He's, 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 well. he's, he's turned into. He's turned into. What's his name? Um, he's chance the other day. <sighs> it's a ball for us for five yards. Well, he did that twice with Stoke, didn't he? In his yeah. first season of the Championship. Get him back in. Get, get Peters back. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> I need a younger man. But again, looking at it, the four players, like I said, goalkeeper, left back's got to be priority. I'd bring another centre back in. And I'd probably bring a good oldie midfielder in. They would be my four signings. But then it comes into loans. If we get a loan in, a striker, right wingy has to be priority. Get a young, quick, quality young right winger. We need place. Well, that's what I mean. But the problem is, we with financial fair play, we can't afford to go out and get a good, right, solid, powerful, quick left right winger. Mm. We're gonna have to loan from the Premier League side. We're gonna have to talk to one and try get. Harry Wilson not the Harry Wilson another version of the Harry Wilson we need to go out and get a young progenied right winger that's up for coming to Stoke and wants to make a name for himself yeah because I mean the problem I don't think you're going to get Harry Wilson in not now no no he'll go he'll probably go to a West Brom or something like yeah. that and gets promoted yeah. that's what he'll do um, well, there's a chance he might move somewhere permanently after pretty much failing at Bournemouth and to be honest I think he's the reason Bournemouth have gone down because Brooks has been, was that good last season and with Wilson coming in it sort of caused a job I don't know why they signed him still to this day I don't understand why Bournemouth signed Harry Wilson when they've got Brooks there I think they could lose a few I could do this time you've got Jordan Hard there who's struggled well his contract's up and yeah. to be honest when he first signed I liked him 
He played him central midfield and he looked decent. The, the thing is, he's, he's, he's more a defensive player. Mm. And if Stoke brought him, so he's, when he was at Liverpool, he played left back for Liverpool mm. or sometimes right back. And then for some reason, Bournemouth signed him and put him on the right wing. Was, yeah, but I watched him a couple of games in for Bournemouth and he, and he must have filled in for someone at defensive mid. And he was charging forward with it. He was knocking people. He, he played that sort of combat, sort of strong defensive midfield. And he looked dead good. Well, but from the free transfer list of people who are going to be released... Aaron Lennon's one. No. It's about 34. <laughs> it's time. He's time for if he comes, we know he's come for the golf course. But George, I'd take a gamble on Jordan Ibe on a free transfer. Mm, I'd, I'd I take love, a gamble. Because he's a very... Even though he's a... Because he's a winger, but he can play anywhere. He can play left back, right back... Right wing, yeah, left wing. Player, and he can play all the midfielder. Mm. The fact is that if we brought somebody like him in, as long as he doesn't want scandalous wages, I could see him being a useful player for, for us next season and even maybe being the right winger we need. Because they're going to lose as well. I think he's a dead cert game. Aka. Yeah, he looks yeah, like be Arsenal. Be, yeah, he'll be going well. They're going to lose Callum Wilson. They'll probably lose Joshua King. King. They'll probably lose Dave Brooks, mm. hopefully to Stoke. Um, Brooks would be big money Liam is going to go yeah. uh, to be honest that Billings probably going to go yeah it could Ramsdale. be ripped apart though, but that's that's the thing that's also going to be a negative on Jack Butland because who are they going to pick out the championship goalkeepers that it's going to be re- relegated Ramsdale because he's younger he's already impressed so if West Ham want a goalkeeper they might go we can't get him from Bournemouth yeah. and he might leave Butland still at Stoke it's, the biggest problem for Bournemouth is like when we first come up um, we had it was one or two lads who played Prem weren't they at, at Stoke and yeah, yeah. there was one or two that hadn't and the thing is because we gradually went up but we didn't go out and spend extortionate amounts of money straight away under Pewis and the thing is they sort of have over the last few years haven't they they spent oh, they've, they've, money. they've wasted money they, yeah, they, they know the they problem have. is when you're such a small club like Bournemouth if you start losing six or seven as you go down, we won't see you again. Well, the, the, what's happened with Bournemouth? If you, if you look at the last two, two seasons they've been in the Premier League, they've been getting battered, yeah. but they've been sc- scoring late goals and, and yeah. scoring goals at the other end. The problem is this season, Wilson's had an injury again, Joshua King stopped scoring, mm. Solanke... Brooks has gone quiet. Well, you haven't been playing because of Harry Wilson. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest problem. They, they yeah, brought Brooks gets a run in the side, he's decent. Yeah, well, he scored yeah. He scored the other day, didn't he, yeah. to get a equaliser, I think. Yeah, I know when he first came, he was scoring week in Well, the, the funny rumour is, it looks like he's getting back Sheffield United, Dave Brooks. That's a big two. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, going, I'm hoping my career to Bournemouth, they're playing in the Prem. Are they coming back down? I'll come back to you, going <laughs> Hello! <up again. laughs> well, he's, a, he's, a, he's another City Academy player that's made it elsewhere and made his name I'd love to see Dave Brooks at Stoke but he's, he's out of our price range yeah, we have to be I realistic. think he's out of our league and I, th- I think to be honest even though I'd love to see Jamal Lewis at Stoke I can't see that one happening either so we have to still look at the look at the board I mean that Lee that Lee here who have been watching in, in the Irish League I haven't watched him I've just watched bits of him on YouTube which I know is the case but from what I've seen of him yeah. for how much we pay for him I, I could see him you know, maybe becoming a left back at Stoke. We 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 need a left back, and I'm looking around. I mean, there's obviously a chance of getting that Larucci from Liverpool, the highly rated young Algerian. Yeah. There's there's a couple of players out there that Stoke need to be clever with, and 
instead of going out and forcing the issue by buying somebody that we, who's yeah. going on. The thing is, you, you've got to, I think, when you get into the championship, when you've been, because this will be his third year now, is yeah, I think you do have box clever sometimes. And, and the thing is, you, you've got to look at maybe, it's like Jordan Ive. I'd speak to Bournemouth and then speak to the player and see what sort of mentality the lad's got. Because the reality is, he's having a tough time. He's been playing for the youth. He's not getting in the side. Is he the sort of lad that you could turn around? If he is, great. Don't just go out and spend nine million on someone like we have done in the past. Let's have a look I'd, at it. I'd take the gamble on Ibe because he's going to cost mm-hmm. nothing. It's all on his wages. If he if he's willing to drop to 15, 18 grand a week, then you go, we'll give you a go. Yeah. Because he, like I say, he's not a wingy. We know now he's not a wingy. That's why he's failed at Bournemouth because mm-hmm. they thought he'd play on the right side and do whatever. Then they improved with Dave Brooks and then absolutely knackered it by bringing Wilson in. So you have two young Welsh lads competing for that position. I'd, I'd take Ive because I think he could be a right back or a left back and mm. could be a decent player. There's that big issue of could, but then you, you'd be clever and give him a two-year deal. To me, there's not much picking of the bones of the three relegated, whether it be Watford or Villa. Because the problem is, if you look at Watford, they've been in the Prem now a few years. When they come down, there's a lot of players who come for big money, and and I think they'll leave, for not big money, but reason quite hard. Well, it, the like, thing is with the Watford one, they they because of their links with Udinese, they're doing a lot of swapping, and yeah. I think they own three or four clubs. Yeah. So they they're just swapping everybody left, right, and centre. Yeah, no one knows who's in from one week to the next. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and at the moment they've got five left backs. It's like they bought that. They bought Gray in there from Burnley. He was about seventeen million. He was. Oh, Andre Gray? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He doesn't score any goals. Just... I mean, Deeney. How old's Deeney now? Deeney's 32, I think. Yeah. He's I mean, he's a club point. legend, don't get me wrong, but... Uh, the thing is with Watford, because they've got that experience in the board that know how to run a club, because they've, they've run four or five clubs over the last five, ten years. Yeah. Uh, they, they, I, I don't I fancy them come straight back up, I don't. I don't think Watford will drop. I think they'll scrape by the teeth. Yeah, unless unless losing Pearson... Kills them and they lose the last two games and yeah. but I can't see Villa winning them and that's that's the big thing. Yeah. And I the think Villa's Villa's a, Villa's a big club and uh, and I think there's there isn't really any picking of the bones of Villa. There is. They've got some good players. Villa. Yeah, but I don't think they dropped to Stoke from Villa. Oh no, they wouldn't come Stoke from Villa. No, yeah. I mean you've got McGinn, who's a good player. They've yeah. got Grealish. That McCann. That Mc, who? McCann. Who's that? And who's been injured off the season? McCann. Yeah, they, they've got a few, aren't they? Let's face it. But the thing is. I just don't... I don't, I don't think they come stoked from Villa anyway. I mean, picking the bones from club. <laughs> there's a chance you could get a few knowledge because I know they aren't on our wages anyway. Jordan Ibe, his contract's up. That's why I've mentioned Jordan Ibe. We mentioned Wigan. If, with obviously their financial situation, you probably could go in. Like well, I've, I've already but... said like my, my number one pick for left-back would be that Anthony Robinson from Wigan, yeah. but he's been linked to some really Everywhere. good teams. Sochi, Dad, Milan... Um, Leon apparently been sniffing around yeah. as well so there's, there's obviously a chance he probably has gone too big for Stoke he missed out on the chance so what foreign teams picking the bones of England now and see there's that lad from Birmingham who went to Dortmund who's going to Dortmund With 23 million or something yeah yeah it's, it's strange how all of a sudden they've started going we'll have it we'll have it well they've got league. Jordan Sancho aren't they I yeah. think Nice and France have got Rio Griffiths yeah. young lad who was at Arsenal I think or Tottenham so they are they are starting to steal the steal as youngsters really, but it is good for England because it's out yeah the because it's playing continental football which is something that I think we have lacked in in previous 
sort of decades where we haven't had enough players playing away from England. Mm. So, I mean, looking at the squad at the moment, I, I don't think we need wholesale changes again. If, I think if we see 12 players coming in, I'm going to be angry because we don't need them. We, we need, like I say, a left-back, spare goalkeeper, possibly another centre-back that could be alone. Like, for me, I think three permanent signings in the key areas... And then loans just to sparse it up and make it a bit more improved if we could. Yeah. Youngsters. I mean, we've been linked with Oliver Skip, a um, very talented young lad from the Tottenham um, Academy, been the captain of the under 18s and under 21s Tottenham team. Very highly rated, very good on FIFA, which is always a good sign. Yeah. Um, and we've been linked to him, and there's a chance we could get him on loan for the season, which again, I'm welcome to. Yeah, welcome to the loan market. I've said it before at this level, it, it could, these players are hungry and they want to get into the first teams of the Prem sides yeah. that they're at. So to me, the, the to me they're only a bonus. Um, yeah, two. Uh, I think two have gone this week, Chief and Ward have gone. And one of the Sanko brothers, which I think might be the final nail for the other. Abdul, yeah, Abdul Sanko. Well, looking at Jake Dunwood, who's been released as well, which I'm very so surprised about that. Yeah. I'm very surprised because he's been brilliant in the academy. He's the yeah. captain for the youth team as well. Yeah, and he scores goals as well. Yeah, he played brilliant in that Chamier game when he came on in the second half. Yeah, he, he looked I was really, really gutted about that when I heard the news. I thought he was going to break through more. I mean, if you look at the after stats of the youth teams, Jake Dunwood is the best player in his youth team, apart from Sanko. I don't get it. I don't get it. He's actually impressed more than Sorensen, who's broke into the first team. First team. Which is quite surprising. We've seen Oliver Shenton go, which isn't a surprise. No, no. He come through with a lot of promise, and to be honest, he hasn't lived up to it. He hasn't sort of impressed on loan either. Well, he's had two loan spells now in the conference and really hasn't impressed. No. Both Kinnaminster and Wrexham, where he's been out on loan. And not one of them have decided to sign him when he's, when he's become free. So yeah. and I'm not sure where he's gone on a permanent basis. But there has been a few that have been released, like Again, Abdul Sanko. What do you want? Unless, unless they spoke to him and they said, you won't be breaking in next year. And he said, I think I'm good enough. And that's why where it's ended. Which the thing is, I suppose, it's all right sitting here. We've watched him. I've watched him on reserve games and gone, He's good enough to get on the bench. Well, the thing that surprises me is he's been a part of Michael O'Neill's youth academy with the Northern Ireland side. Mm. So it has even surprised me even more because apparently he's been playing well for Northern Ireland. So this is a young lad that's been impressive in all the youth levels he's been at. So I'm really struggling to see why he's gone, why got, we've let him go. He's got the all mates goals on. Well, something's got on because I, I don't. Should we should we even be surprised with some of the things that go on at the club? I don't know. Not at the moment. No, I mean, it, I know Stoke are dogfighting at the moment to keep hold of Mo Sanko. Um, I know they're really dogfighting on him because he's. Sure, listen, letting his brother go won't do him any many favors. Yeah, but if he ain't good enough, and apparently he isn't. Apparently, he hasn't been good enough at all. So. Mm. It makes sense to let him go if he isn't good enough. No, they've got his brother in first and then gone, see you. <laughs> yeah, got, got him in one. Time it just right. right. Come on. Have you sat right? Get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> but he's gone. Obviously, Federici's gone, but I think that was already been you done. Can't really say I think he's going to be fair. I don't think he did overly that bad. No, he did all right, to be fair. We had a good run. Yeah. O'Neill, when he, not O'Neill, uh, Jones when he played. So yeah. I, I am quite surprised, but I'm not because. We're obviously trying to bring Bergic through, who's coming back from his loan spell, who's been brilliant. Um, Harry Suter's coming back, because we've got eight loan players coming back. Uh, Bowie, Etebo, and Dai, Vimy, um, Benicophobi, like I say, Suter, 
Beijing. Yeah. Three of them need to go. Yeah. Three of them, without a question, need to go. Yeah. That is Ndai, Bowie and Vimy. Need yeah. to go. Yeah. Need to go. Yeah. Like you say, that. I mean, Atabu was attitude, from what I gather. And Dai clearly is attitude. Well, Dai just thinks he's the world's best player in the world. <laughs> yeah, and thinks he's a dad. And, and he, he keeps going back on loan to a country he couldn't wait leave when he comes to stay. Don't want you. You, you do. You really do. <laughs> you do. Honestly, I'm like, I'm like the best new for you. Not. <laughs> really not. I mean, Bowie. Bowie couldn't even get in the Celtic team. That's a bad sign. That is. I'm sorry, I mean, we've been up to Scotland. Sorry if there's any Scottish people listening. The Don't standard of football is absolutely woeful. The thing is with Bowie, he was a bit of a dud anyway. Because the fact is, when he under Lambert, he didn't play it right back anyway. He played yeah. left back and right wing. Yeah. So he's obviously not good enough as a, as a yeah. back anyway. So we're lucky. We just need to say thanks, Trot. Yeah, because I mean, we're forgetting about Valinden again as well at right wing. Well, Valinden could play left wing and right cam wing. right wing. Up He's coming wing. back. It was a good video that came right. up this week. Is what? <laughs> you got left wing, right wing, got front ref. Put him in ref. As long as he's with us. Like I say, yeah, Valinden is a good player. Got him coming back. Video came out this week. He's actually full training again so he's and on his the mend. pace is frightening when he gets going hopefully he hasn't lost that because that injury is what Michael Owen had I'm just really hoping he hasn't lost that yeah. pace and going to be injury prone um, like Carl Lufkin said when, when we interviewed him name drop there yeah, if, you haven't, if you haven't listened to that interview make sure you go back and listen fantastic clip there. <laughs> a clip there. super Carl Lufkin's great player uh, even he said that he was a talented youngster when he came through at Club Brugge so and we've managed Nick um, but that's what's happening now with Sanko where Club, we so. did it for, with Valinden, yeah. And you know, at the moment, he's rated as the most promising youngster in England. But the thing is, with our with the way the way we are, I still think the thing is with Sanko. If he came in and was banging goals in for fun, I wouldn't mind if he moved on in three years to a bigger club because you've got the you've had three years of bliss out of him. Yeah, because we are get, that club. Yeah, we are get, that top club. Yeah, they're getting good money for him as well. Yeah, exactly. You're not that top club where you're going. Yeah, well, if we're losing, we're losing him for hundred million. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It, it doesn't matter because the reality is, if you're a top striker at Man United, the only way he's going to leave is by Barca coming in or something. Do you know what I mean? You're yeah. never going to lose a player to an Everton <coughs> or a Southampton unless you're like really struggling, which I doubt is doubtful. And the thing is, if he comes through, he's, oh, oh, what did he achieve in three years? Well, he got us promoted out of the Championship. He won the Golden Boot. He kept us in the Premier League. He did, and then he went. Well, United have come in for sixty-five million. You, you go, go, yeah, go on, man. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Jeez, mate, that's one. But brilliant, you are. Thanks yeah. for sixty-five million. Yeah, that, that's that's what he expects. Let's rebuild the squad for the next ten years. This comes down to the club, which is what has always been a problem. Which is what angers me more than anything is predicting that a player can be brilliant. They don't predict that. Yeah, at the moment he hasn't done anything, mm-hmm. but he should have been given a contract. He should have been given a contract that means that he stays on our. Should have been given a contract. The minute we heard about it. About well, yeah. Three months ago. The problem is we've we've let him go on to have great a great youth academy under Kevin Russell. Russell's apparently been telling the board get him signed up. Yeah. The board have gone well. Uh, you're out at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. They're out then, and then now Chelsea are sniffing all around him because yeah. he, he's probably going to leave because favourites are Chelsea. Yeah. He were buying everyone at the moment, but it's one of them in here. If, if we lose and we lose and we have to get up and move on, it's not like we've lost him from the first team. It's just 
that we've lost a talented young lad. It's like anything, isn't he comes in, he's not cost a fortune for going through the door. Exactly. And the thing is, if he comes in for a year and it doesn't work, then it doesn't matter. Well, he's, he's only 16, so... He's got time. He's, he's, got, he's got loads of time. If you give him a five-year contract, there's a chance we could loan him he out. He scores goal. not just one goal a week. He's scoring three, four. Mm. Get him in the team. At the end of the day, natural goal scorers will score goals anywhere. You, you look at any top striker who's played at the lower levels, he scored goals in every, every division. Well, I think for the under-18s, under in one game, he scored five goals. Yeah. So he, at the moment, he's he, the goalless. At the moment, he's looking like a young Michael Owen, who, who just scored goals left, right, and centre, yeah. or like Ian Wright, or one of those. Like he's just, big, he's strong, he's powerful. You but, play against some of these teams in the championship, he'll muller them. Well, that's what I mean. There's nothing, no harm in giving him a new contract and putting him on the bench. There's no harm at all. What he, I think, what he forgets sometimes with skulls and that, and, and, and some of the board, is if you look at any top young striker that's come out of this country, look what age they started at. Look at Michael Owen's age at Liverpool. Sixteen, no, seventeen. and about four, five days or whatever it was. Well, he was nearly eighteen when he broke through, and then got the England team at eighteen. So. Yeah, in that, in in them years, destroyed everybody in front of him. Well, he was the best striker in the world for about two years. So yeah. I mean, he single-handedly won Liverpool four trophies. Yeah, he still scored one of my top three England goals of all time against Argentina. Yeah, it's nothing to Gasco in there. That was it's not nothing. No, it's in the top three. Yeah, oh yeah, it's definitely up there, apart from Crouch's yeah. against Man City. It was, <laughs> like, it was in any list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is, these really burned burst on the scene. He was 16, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Played against Arsenal. Now, you look at it from Everton's point of view, we've got Arsenal, when Arsenal were good as well. Yeah, they so, so you're going, and... yeah, because you're thinking, do I dare us, this young lad? Chucks him on the pitch, scores an absolute worldie. He yeah. took that risk, chucked him on. Yeah, you have to take the you've risk. You've got to take that risk. When you've got this the young guy's scoring goals for fun in the, the reserves. We're going to lose him before we can actually play him, and it's yeah. really frustrating because I, I could see him coming on and scoring a goal, and, and then that's it. He is Mo Sanko. Yeah. The fact is, this One lad's game. clearly got talent. He clearly knows where the back of the net is. And when you've got a player who's that consistent in the goal, he scores something like 12 goals in five games. It's... It's scandalous the amount of goals he's scoring. Yeah. And the fact is, for us to lose him for nothing to Chelsea, what else can you do, really? Yeah. It's, it's just one of them things. You know, moving that on now, we're going to have to talk about Ryan. Yeah, well, he's going to miss the final game, isn't he, now? So, injured again. Is this it for Ryan? Yeah, I think he's done. <laughs> I th- I, the thing is, I don't think we're the only ones who thinking it as well. I've read some post- other fans saying... Well, it's been up on maybe. social media, hasn't it? I put a, a bit up on the potters just to see what people's feelings were. There's a few that were saying, just give him the rest, see if he can come back stronger next season, which is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to throw him out the window yet, because let's be honest, he's put the service in. He deserves the time from Stoke now just to see if he can get himself fit and go. But next season is... Probably it's is make or break, and I think we said that before that next season will be make and break, because the reality is if he if he comes back at the start of the season and ends up with another three month layoff, he's seriously got to sit down and think maybe I have. I know it's tough because let's face it, you only get one crack at this. It's in a short career, and it's let's face it, it's what most lads, it's their dream job, and if you're a football fan growing up. You want to be a footballer, and you only get one crack at it. And and the thing is, everything in his body and in his mind is telling him he can still play, he can still do a job, and he still wants to play. But somewhere along the line, 
whether it's him, the wife, his agent, somebody, the manager, has just got to sit down with him and go, you really need to consider this. Well, to be honest, I, I'd give him one more season. If he keeps breaking down, then that's it. But I think we need to take the captaincy off him to get that pressure off. Because the problem is, because he's the leader of the club and he has been for, well, nearly 10 years, yeah. it is putting unneeded pressure on him that he's got to be back, got to be fit and got to be captain the side out. Because he mm. is the club captain. Yeah. And I think that puts pressure on him to, as soon as he gets fit enough to pass a test, that he's straightened the team. And the armband's one off somebody else and given to Yeah, because we've had Danny Batt, who's been captain from half the season. You've got yeah. Joe Allen, who's been captain for a long time. Now Clucas is now the captain. I think if we, could, if we just take the armband off him and take that pressure off that he's got to be fit all the time, mm. I think it just leads to that time where we can give him that one last season. He's, he, need, he deserves another season just to see if he can get fit and get back to normal next year, then all's forgiven, it's all right. Because the fact is, he's only 32. Um, I'd hate to see him go now when he's not had the rightful send-off that he deserves as well. Because the reality is, if he comes back next year and he ends up getting injured, but then he, he could sort of get towards the end and we could he could have the proper send-off he deserves. Because at the end of the day, he's done really well for this club and he deserves to have 30,000 fans there to see him go if that's what 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 he decides in the end not bow out where we've got no fans at the stadium and never see the that's i would not like to see that for him because at the end of the day we'll sit here in 20 years and go what a center off we had for them the, the thing is I, I want like the dream was when we came down i wanted to see him lift some silverware get us up mm. and have something on his because i know he's already got us promoted but at the point of his career now where, let's be honest, he hasn't been his best now for three, four seasons. That's mainly down to the club, not giving him a good partner since who've... I think there's been unnecessary pressure on him for get back because we've not had anything decent while he's away as well. I mean, the minute we lost Oof, the thing started turning. Well, Wolshard was crap, as we all know. There was bits of goodness here. I, mean, I can't sit here and slag off Wolshard. It was the worst we had. It, there was good things about Wolshard, but there was bad things about him at, at the same time. I think we've we've put too much pressure on him over the last, well, definitely the last two years in the Premier League. Players like that though, at other clubs look at the pressure that Gerard used to be in all the time for get fit, because at times he was their only outlet at times, and and he used to pull up with injuries all the time because he had to play, he had to play every game, every minute, and. We've sort of been like with Ryan. The minute we can even sniff that he's training again, he's in. Well, that's what I mean because I think the reason of that is the pressure because he's captain. And I think if we do, if we at the, end, if the start of next season, if we go right, Ryan, we want you to try and get back because mm. you're only thirty-two. Realistically, you've probably got unless the injuries keep breaking down, you could probably play a few more years still at this level anyway. Mm. But. I think we need to take that captain's armband off him until he can get fit and yeah. consistently have a run in the team. Yeah. Give it Klukas now, because I think, because he's the talisman of the club, basically, I think that if we give it Klukas and say, right, Ryan, you don't need to worry about your captain's armband. It's gone to yeah, sound. Just concentrate on your football. And, it, and it, it, don't worry about it. As soon as you, if you can get back and get a good run of games, get a good 10 games under your belt and start getting your fitness back and defending properly, you get the captain's armband back yeah. off Sam. Like I say, it's it's final season next year and he's got to, got to get himself yeah. fit. There's no worry about him leaving the club. I think 
I think, I he's, think he's, coaching. he's definitely yeah. going to move into the coaching. I think yeah. the best thing for him to do is go into the youth academy with his son because I know his son's in the youth academy in Stoke. Bill and then build his way up for the club. And you never know, in four or five years, he might be assistant manager to Michael O'Neill. We don't know. Yeah, or first team coach. You don't know. Do yeah, you? he could be. Let's be honest, I don't want him to go anywhere. No. As long as he's still at Stoke, I'm happy. Yeah, and like you say, I think I do think that season has make or break for him uh, on the playing side of things. and like I say, he's been a great servant for Stoke. Well, he's the ultimate servant, especially in my lifetime. I've not seen a player like him consistently play for the club. And Well, I can't think of one. You're getting back to the 90s, I'd probably say. I mean, him and a partnership at the beginning of the Premiers was they were brilliant. Well, it was him and Faye as well. I him and Leon Court. I love Faye. I loved him. Well, like well Faye had that incredible season, didn't he? I think he was our best defender at that time. And then he faded off the second year, then in come Hoof to replace him. And to be honest, I think that Ryan has proved how good he is because everybody who's played alongside him says he's the best defender at the club. Yeah. Robert Heath said he's the best defender he's played with. Mm. So it shows that when he's played with John Terry, he's played with played for Germany as well. <laughs> well yeah, yeah twice I think when he was at Chelsea yeah. so you know there's all that there I mean I just hope he can get himself fit and get back in I really do I hope he can be that talisman that lifts maybe a championship title under O'Neill yeah, and, get, great and then it ends his career at the, end of that, the end of that season when he's lifted the trophy and it just gives him that little trophy lift at the end of his career that yeah. would just put the icing on the cake when he decides to call it a time yeah because I mean, we've had some great memories with him. The FA Cup. Yeah, captain is out. Yeah. The only captain to guide us out in the FA Cup. The only, the only captain to guide us past the one match in the well, one stage of a European stage. Of course, got us past the group yeah. stages. Captain, you know, he's he's, he's done great things. Sent two semi-finals as well. The Bolton one, the Liverpool one. We know we lost the Liverpool one, but he was captain it's for been those two. Great servant, an absolute great servant, yeah. and he loves the club. And and like you say, we don't want him to go anywhere, but I do want. He does need to sort of get some clarification on where his future lies. Now yeah, he needs to. He needs to have a season and and really work on getting that fitness back and and not breaking down. That's that's yeah. the main thing because he is a legend and we do need to talk about him more. I mean, it went the, the day when he does retire, we're going to do a, a proper special on Ryan Shawcross. It'd be nice to get him on mm. if we can. Well, let's hope. But by then, probably the biggest anyway. Beast podcast and Stoke anyway, so <laughs> you know, we've already got Carl Hifkins on, so it's already legend based anyway. <laughs> Carl Nash has been on, Darren Russell soon if we can keep hold of him, Andy Cook maybe. Yeah, legendary player, and like I say, the day he retires, we'll be doing a very big special podcast on the man because he's for me a modern day legend, and it's rare you have them at clubs like it's Stoke. It's rare people stay that long as well, isn't it? That's especially when you know teams like AC Milan and Real Madrid and Teams like Man United were looking at having him back. Cool. Yeah, he's, he's been a great player, and there's no question. Right, so the last bit, we'll finish it off with the COVID update. Well, apparently we've all got to start wearing masks in shops now. Yeah, and I haven't got one sorted yet. I've got one on Amazon on the way. Mine looks like some off Call of Duty. Mine looks like Bane. Well, I was going to get some face paint, I think. So. <laughs> got Bane out of Batman, so we're going to walk around going, Hmm, why would you shoot a man before you him out of a plane? Fuck this. Don't you think, well, it's a little bit little bit too late in the day? Like, yeah, we've been I mean, doing uh, this like at the beginning. You know, when it was at pandemic, yeah. high risk stage. Get masks we're on! We're coming out of lockdown. Right, so let's get everybody in masks. <laughs> like, it's like all the barriers outside the supermarket thinking, 
Well, before you just had little bits of duct tape. Yeah, but there we go. You stand there, you stand there. Oh, you, you're a bit far close to him. <laughs> now, just all of a sudden, him. they've put barriers up. They've got somebody sat by the door. They've got... And you just think... Is this all? The thing is, I spoke to a copper this week, and he said to me, if someone's in a shop without a mask, we won't be coming out to him. I said, why? It's just because we're that understaffed anyway, without going out and saying to somebody, put your mask on. <laughs> <laughs> you're under arrest, like, you're not wearing your mask. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Just all a bit little in, the, little in the day. I mean, I've heard this week that we might be back to full normal by January, as in everything's back to normal. Well, they've, they've said that, but they've come out and said in early September that they're going to be allowing people well, to testing, test. aren't they? Testing, they're doing test events first, and then if they work, then maybe by the beginning of October we might be in the ground. So, Well, he said, in the, he said the one I read that Early September, they're hoping to crowds be back to normal. Mm. It's a big ask, isn't it, on big, on big, because we aren't the smallest of stadiums anyway, are we? Let's face it. No, we are quite in the average mark, aren't yeah. we? It's thirty thousand seat stadium. It's, yeah, it's not small, it's but it's people. not massive either. But no. you know, I know we're not going to fill that. We're not going to get thirty thousand, but you know, if we go on a good run, we will. So it's it's one of them. Well, isn't it? Yeah, because. The fair weathers all reappear, won't they, on the buzz? Yeah, 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 but some of those fair weathers might be listening, so we have to not call them fair weathers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I think if we can get back to normality in September and go back to the ground, I'm absolutely over the moon. <laughs> no question about oh, it. Oh, God, I, 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 I really, I really, going. really think you might just see one of the best atmospheres in a while. Well, <laughs> just to go back to the stadium, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just how people don't go. I, I can't. It's killing me. It's now. killing me now. It's yeah. been too long, and I hate the fact that they're playing at home and I'm not there. It's destroyed. This is the longest I've been since I've, since I was a child mm. that I haven't been this many games in a row. It's been a long, long time since I've done this. I've missed one or two when I've been on holiday or something, but I've so never like missed most of March, April, May, June, July. It's going to be August. Oh, yeah, so September. So six months. Six right, months. Yeah, football. It, it's killing me. And Do it, you know what I'm missing as well? Our normal routine on a Saturday. Yeah. Of what we always do before a game as well. Just yeah. that normal what it is. Not that what you're doing Saturday. We know what we're doing Saturday. Oh, yeah, we go it. here, we go there, we go here, we go the game. And and I just, I don't know, I just feel like my old routine's gone. Well, I know, yeah, getting up moaning about, you know, going, oh, God, we're playing today, we're going to lose. Then going to the pub and going, oh, God, we might lose again today. <laughs> They're going to Night Vicks and going, oh, God, we might lose again today. <laughs> Who's going to score? Oh, don't ask me that. Then getting on the bus going, oh, God, are we going to win today? Can right? we get an harvest in? No, <laughs> can try get an harvest in. No, you can't come up with that shirt, mate. Oh, fuck's sake. Take <laughs> that Stone Island off. Get that <laughs> off. Take that Stone Island shirt off. Well, I've got no underneath. Go away, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting in the ground going, oh, we're going to lose, aren't we? <laughs> I miss that. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that, that's the well, thing I miss. cheese plastic in the oak tree. Get rid of it. Or going towards the ground game, what we're going to do for half an hour. Oh, I'll find somewhere I go. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just, he painted a terrible picture of all match day. Yeah, that's where he's been, that yeah. lot. <laughs> um, yeah, just, just hear the crowd, just hear the idiots. Our mates in, in, in front of us. Oh, clap. Seal, seal man. Yeah. I haven't mentioned seal man for months. <laughs> Forgot all about seal yeah. man. Yeah, missed him. Missed him when he's boy jeans, I think. Yeah, give that a game. <laughs> <laughs> give that one game. Like, bloody hate him. <laughs> yeah, 
the lovely stewards, cameraman who always films us. Oh, wow, cameraman. Just films us constantly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Mate, what you filming me for? <laughs> sit, sit down, or film it. When was it now? I was thinking it was the Leeds game, didn't it? They said, Mate, can I get profits from this video? In? The steward with one eye brow for Mr. I have. Oh, wow, yeah, unibrow. Yeah, yeah. Mr. But we're going off topic here, so we have to go back on to Yeah, if we can get back in the ground by September, I think that's a massive bonus because we'll only miss, what, two home games, three home games oh, if we're back in the ground. season tickets. We need no, don't we, really? Well, I'm done, I'm sorted. Yeah, so well, I need no. My tax returns due any day. I want to get it before. Well, that's, yeah, it. I, it's, it's not going to be far off. I think that'll be towards more the start of the new season, so they'll probably go out and put it in as an offer. Still no talk on if that kit's... Still not kit. refund, aren't No, I haven't. It's supposed to be ringing me. I'm going to have to... I keep saying it on this. I'm going to have to make the effort ring them to try and get that sorted. Because that, that website I'm getting nowhere with. I've tried seven times now. And I mean, yeah. It just keeps doing the same thing. Yeah. keeps going... We'll ring it. So it's like... So he says, log in. So I'll log in. Then it says, log in. When I'm <laughs> logged in. <laughs> what do you want me to do? So, yeah. logged in. Log in. <laughs> Nearly as bad as you with your EA side. Oh, no. You're on? No, you've got to register. I haven't got that email. Yeah, but I'm in. I'm already on. <laughs> Let me change it. Yeah, no. You've still got to verify. You need the code. I've got in. I've got in, so I am verified that I'm in. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, it's, it's gone downhill, this podcast has. But anyway, uh, thanks again for listening. I know we went off a bit topic there. Uh, you know where we are we're on Instagram we're on Twitter we're on Facebook make sure you like share tell your friends about it make sure they join the pages as well the more followers the more appreciation we get make sure you listen on any platform now podcast platform we're on all of them now so thank you ta-ra ta-ra all the best